0: Hey folks, Randy Newberg here. We are doing a bonus episode of Loopholes Hunt Talk Radio. Uh, This one is just going to be me and the reason we call it a bonus episode is it is now application season. This podcast is going to go live right here about New Year's and one of the things that's critical if you want to go hunting is you need to have a tag. A lot of our listeners don't live in the West where they can go just buy an over-the-counter tag. So applications, strategies for doing that, everything else that takes that it takes to get a tag is really important information. And so that's, for us, that's a big part of the information we want to get out there in the hands of our, our listeners. So what you're going to see is, or hear, is a whole series of what we call bonus episodes, and they're going to be covering every state. They're going to be covering the highlights of what's changed, kind of the basics of how that state works. And then these are augmented with the YouTube videos that we do out on our YouTube channel. Uh, that channel's Randy Newberg Hunter. And between these podcasts, hopefully that serve as a reminder of when to be paying attention, I guess, and wanting to get your applications in, hopefully giving you some basic ideas, some basic strategies, and then also uh, giving you a, a, an overview of what changed since the prior year. Uh, hopefully you'll find some of this useful. And like I said, you're going to hear these coming out really frequently in application season. The Wyoming elk application is uh January 31st, 2020. Shortly after that, February 11th, is Arizona's elk and antelope applications, and then followed by Utah, and then New Mexico, and Montana, and Colorado, and Nevada, and so on, and so on, and so on. And some states, like Wyoming, split elk from deer and antelope, or like Arizona, they have a different deadline for elk and antelope than they do for deer and sheep. So, before every one of these critical deadlines, regardless of the species, we're going to be doing a podcast and a YouTube episode that hopefully gets you up to where. I when I say this, what I mean is get you aware, uh, get you ready, and thinking about it. Uh, we don't we don't want you to miss a deadline. Uh, we want you to go hunting, and that's the whole. Platform, uh, not just this platform, but all of our platforms. I'm looking at the whiteboard here, and our mission, uh, written all over this office, is to promote self-guided public land hunting and create advocates for that cause. Well, to do that, we try to put information out there that helps people hunt more. And we don't have all the answers. Uh, in fact, uh, I know I make my share of mistakes, but we try to to give you information so that maybe you don't have to replicate some of the mistakes that we make um, the the podcast as you know is always brought to you by loopold uh, loopold optics uh, go to loopold.com find out their their optics that they have uh, we use the heck out of them uh, big supporters of all we do and conservation public lands and access uh, but the podcast is brought to you by two other companies and you're gonna hear us talk about them a lot in this uh bonus episode series. And the reason that we do that is because they're so critical to our application strategies and what we do. And as we talk about this today, specifically in Wyoming, I think you'll see why Onyx Maps and the Go Hunt Insider are two critical tools for what we do. And I know that some people aren't looking or, or needing to get as many tags as we do in a year. For us to do all this content that we have to do, we got to have a lot of tags. And so it requires me spending 20, 30 hours a week drilled in on this kind of stuff this time of year. Between now and probably June 1st, the amount of time that I will spend researching draw odds for me, for some of our crew, for family and friends, all having different point levels, all having different expectations or desires of the species or the state or the unit they want to hunt. Uh, it exposes me to an awful lot of these topics, and hopefully, I can relay some of that in a useful format. Uh, but it's absolutely critical that I have at my fingertips something that tells me about the access because a tag with no access is virtually no value. Uh, I found that out in Wyoming uh, this last year or access being abundant, but impossible to get a tag. Well, that doesn't do me any good either. So that's where on X comes in and then go hunt. We look at the draw odds. We read their strategy articles from beginning to end. The, the thing that saves me so much time as they have this filtering system called filtering 2.0. And some people will say, well, I can get that information if I go out to the websites of the state game agencies. And yet you can get it. And in some instances, it's way more abbreviated, but you can't manipulate the data as quickly and easily and see trends and other stuff from those state websites. Like you can with go hunts insider. And so Yeah, the draw odds are super, super important, especially the fact that there are draw odds from multiple years. The fact that just about every state we apply in now, they cover. But the amount of time and the amount of, I guess, if you want to call it tricks, uh, I can do with that database is huge. And it takes a while to figure out where the tricks are, and I'm not going to tell you all of them. <laughs> In fact, I don't even tell those guys how I use that stuff sometimes. Uh, they probably wonder why I spend so much time on their site, but it's uh, it's just that important to what we do. Um, so those two tools are super, super important. If you use promo code Randy on either of them, uh, out on X you're going to save 20%. Uh, on any of their app products, if you use promo code Randy when you sign up for the Gohan Insider, they're going to give you fifty dollars of free credit in their gear shop, which is serious serious gear shop. But here's the thing we're doing this year also: anyone who has used promo code Randy since July 1st of 2019, and anyone who uses that promo code up until June 30th of 2020, is going to get in the drawing. Uh, for a Wyoming commissioner's tag. And I told Go Hunt, you know, we reached our goals last year. I've had a lot of great glory tags in my life. I'd love to see somebody else just get one. I, no strings attached. We don't we're not saying hey, we got to film it, nothing like that. Somebody using that promo code Go Hunt's going to draw and they have access of who all uh, signed up with our promo code uh, and they're going to draw the name and We're going to get that commissioner's tag this winter, and it's going to get transferred to whoever that lucky winner is when we draw them in early July. So anyhow, with all that said, this bonus podcast is going to focus on Wyoming elk. Later on, we'll focus on Wyoming deer and antelope, and we'll be rehashing, I guess, or covering some of the same ground in that podcast as we do here, just because the the principles of the drawing are the same. But there's some nuances between elk versus the deer and antelope draw that are different. And this year, Wyoming has made huge changes. Probably the biggest changes we're going to see in any state this year are the Wyoming changes to their non-resident elk draw. They've kept the deadline the same. That is January 31st. So it's always been that. That's what it's going to be this year but this is where it gets complicated for a lot of people, is they're not going to conduct the draw until May. Yeah, sometime in early to mid-May, they will conduct the draw. We'll find out our elk results sometime in late May. And if you don't draw, you'll get your refund in June sometime. And that's really important because I know a lot of you are trying to manage a certain budget and roll that budget over into multiple states. So, in the past, if you didn't draw Wyoming, you got your refund sometime in March. That still put you in the game for Montana or New Mexico or whatever. Well, this year they're going to be holding on to your money for all that period of time. So you need to be thinking about what's going to work for you. Uh, I I wish it was different. I wish they would have just moved the entire thing to line up with the deer and antelope drawing. It would have been easier for everybody because we would have not had them holding our money for that long. We could have used that money for other states, but it is what it is. So that's the downside with Wyoming is you have to pay all the money up front and you get charged a 2.5% transaction fee on that money that you have to front and that's to cover the credit card fee, and there's no getting that 2.5% back. There's no way around it. They don't accept uh, paper applications anymore, so you can't mail a check. It just is how it's going to be. You either got to do it and pay it, or you say, you know what, I'm not going to apply in Wyoming this year. I'm just going to buy a point, because later on in the summer, starting July 1st, usually into September I can't remember if theirs rolls into October, but I know July, August, September, you can just buy the point. So if it doesn't work for you to front all this money, one of your strategies should be pass on Wyoming and use your money for other states that'll turn it around quicker or that don't require all the money up front. But make sure you buy a point for Elk when the point only period comes in July, August, and September. So I wish it was different, like I said, but that is what it is, and you have to be ready for that. You are not going to get your money back early this year from Wyoming. They're going to be sitting on that money from the deadline of January 31st until sometime in June. The other part is they're going to let us change our applications, or amend, I think is what they call it, Uh, to either withdraw or amend an application. I think the deadline is going to be up until May 8th is when we're allowed to do that. So if you were to have drawn in Colorado or Arizona or some other place, you could go in and withdraw your Wyoming application because you don't want two hunts or hunts that conflict. But they're going to sit on your money until all refunds are issued sometime in June. So... And that becomes a little bit of a problem for the the amount of money you're fronting in Wyoming. Uh, the regular price. So we'll, we'll, let's just go into the details <clears throat> real quickly of how Wyoming works. For non-residents, they split the draw into two pieces. You either say, I want to apply in the regular draw or I want to apply in the special draw. For elk, the regular draw is $692. You have to front that plus the 2.5%. Upfront transaction fee, which is probably another close to fifteen bucks, and then if you say, "No, nah, I want the better draw odds that usually come with the special draw," well, you better really get ready because you are going to pony up an extra. I think it's five hundred and seventy dollars, something like that, five hundred and sixty, and so you are fronting twelve hundred and sixty-eight dollars to be in the special draw in Wyoming. For Elk plus the 2.5% or 2.5% transaction fee. So what's the difference between the regular tag and the special tag? Nothing. The only difference is that normally, because of the huge price difference, the drawing odds in the special draw are a bit better than they are in the regular draw. Now, very often, it's not worth the difference. The draw odds in both might be very close to the same. And do you want to pay that extra 500 and some dollars? Because when the draw is over, the person who drew their tag in the regular draw has the same season date, same everything as the person who drew their tag in the special draw. So the way that they allocate that is of all the non-resident tags, and I'm not going to go into the whole legislative thing. Of Wyoming, but they have to issue by the statute. Their legislature says you're going to issue 7,250 non-resident elk tags each year. So that's just how they say they have to do it. <clears throat> um, but of those tags, for every hunt code, the the non-resident allocation is 16% of the tags, if I remember right. But anyhow, let's say whatever that is, if it is 16%, it's carved off in us, Not those of us who are non-residents, we're all applying for that small pool of tags. So I'm going to just use some math. Let's say there are 20 non-resident tags for the unit that we're using as an example. Well, how they do that is first 60% of those 20 or 12 of those tags go in the regular pool. 40% or the other eight of those tags go into the special pool. So the very first thing they do is they split it 60-40 between regular and special. And Gohan out on the Insider has really good visuals. uh, These these, uh, screenshots that show how this split works. So very first step, 60 to regular, 40 to special. And then... There's two parts to each draw, so the regular draw and the special draw get conducted separately. If I remember right, the special draw gets conducted first. So in that special draw, we know there are eight tags. 75% of those tags, or six of the eight, are going to be awarded based on preference points. 25% of those eight tags, or two of them, are going to be awarded randomly. And here's how that works. Everybody who applies, say I apply in the special draw, my application, whether I have zero points or maximum points, I go into the preference point draw. And they give away those six tags that I'm using in this example based on whoever has the highest point level. Now, everybody who didn't draw in the preference point part of the draw, the very first part of the draw, everybody else gets moved over into the random draw. And you get to fight over, if you want to call it that. You get to compete for these other two tags that are part of the random draw. So first they award 75% of this pool of tags in the special draw to the highest point holders. And then the remaining 25% get allocated to just whoever is lucky and their random number comes up. No points are considered in that random draw that allocates the last 25%. Then they go over to the regular draw and they do the same thing. So let's say I apply in the regular draw and there's a lot of people with more points than I have. So we said that In this regular draw, there's 12 tags. Well, 75% of them, or 9 tags, will be allocated based on who has the most preference points. I apply, I don't draw. Me and everyone else who didn't draw in the preference point part of this draw gets thrown over into the random part of this draw for the 3 tags, or the 25%. Of 12 is three that got thrown over into the random part. And just like I explained in the special draw, there's no regard for points. It's just fully random. And then anybody who doesn't draw, well, whether let's, let's say I don't draw in the preference point round, I don't draw in the random round. When I log into the computer and now the deadline will be some, or the results will be sometime in late May, it says, Sorry, Randy, you didn't draw too bad for you, we'll be mailing you your money, minus, I think it's a $15 application fee, uh, sometime in June. So my money comes back in June, and I got to remember to go and buy a point in July, August, and September. It used to be two years ago that if you were unsuccessful you check the box that said, if unsuccessful, I want a point. I want to you know, pay for my point right now. Well, last year they got rid of that. And a lot of people missed out on getting a point last year. They thought they automatically got the point. You do not automatically get a point in Wyoming any longer just because you were unsuccessful. You have to actually go into the draw or into the, the website website. Sometime in the point only period that starts July first, and actually buy your point. So don't don't miss that. Um, so these bonus episodes are pretty short. These are the highlights you need to know for Wyoming uh, Wyoming elk. Our YouTube video that we're producing that's probably going to be up on our YouTube channel. I think by January fifteenth, and it will augment this. It'll be me and Michael, Marcus, maybe Dale. All of us have different expectations, different levels of points. So it'll cover a whole variety of situations and and conditions to think about. So uh, we think that those episodes on YouTube will be a really good augment to these bonus podcast episodes. Um, Yeah, that's that's Wyoming in a nutshell. And, you know, don't forget if you go to go hunt, use promo code Randy because you could be in the drawing for that Wyoming Commissioner's Tag. And you're going to get $50 of store credit. And when we draw, we spend so much of our time. We spend a ton of time on OnX while we're researching units. But once we draw, it's crazy how much time we spend e-scouting and planning out on OnX. Uh, go to onxmaps.com. Uh Use promo code Randy, save 20% off uh, any of their apps that you would purchase. Um, Other than that, I I hope that covers it. Uh, I hope that these bonus podcasts, when they pop up, they're quick, they're easy to consume. And mostly, I hope they're useful. Because going back to what I said in the beginning, the very first step to going hunting in the West is drawing a tag. And the more you know about it, the more little tricks and tools you have, the greater the likelihood that you're going to draw. And if you're like me, I've been doing this, I did my first non-resident application in 1995. So the 2020 season will be my 25th, 26th year of applying in multiple states as a non-resident. And I am so thankful I started earlier rather than later um i know it's way more competitive now it's the just the mobility of hunters to travel and hunt and hunt multiple states is way different than it was when i started but one thing that hasn't changed is you have to draw that tag and the more you know about it the more you research it the greater your likelihood that you're going to draw that tag and you're going to get to hunt more and I want want people to hunt as much as they possibly can. I'm blessed that I get to hunt as much as I do, and I hope that all of you get to hunt even more. Um, So that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I think our Arizona uh, podcast for this, that's kind of an overview of Arizona, that's probably going to be up sometime by... mm, January 20th somewhere in there so that'll give people three weeks to learn about Arizona remind them and think about what's going on there don't miss that one because Arizona I already downloaded the regulations and there's a large change unfortunately large reduction in the number of bull elk permits for 2020 so draw odds are going to be way more difficult in Arizona in 2020 and the more information the more little tips tricks you have Maybe the better your likelihood of drawing one of those tags. So, anyhow, folks, thanks for listening. Hope you have a happy new year. The better your likelihood of drawing one of those tags. So.